Good evening from Plughead Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 584 of F5 Live, Refreshing Technology, for Sunday, January something, uh, yeah. 10th, 2021. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, the Tech Podcast Network team is going to discuss what's coming up and what we're all most excited about for CES 2021. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, through one of the podcatchers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, uh, Periscope, Twitch, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, of course, on our website, pluckitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There's a couple ways you can do that. The first is Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio. Give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. Uh, this week, more than ever, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, if you're not able to join us live, that is okay. You can always go to plughitslive.com slash subscribe. There you see all of our shows including F5 Live and the Pilch Point, uh, Plug Hits Live Presents, which uh, we will be talking about for the rest of the evening, uh, and a myriad of other options. Of course, this week is uh, CES 2021, and it's uh, going to be the weirdest CES <laughs> ever, I think. Right, Abram? Uh, weirdest and, and worst. Um <laughs> I mean, I think we've said this on prior shows that we've had, but man, it is is going to be lame. I mean, it'll. I mean, hopefully there will be some interesting news that comes out, but from a journalism perspective, it's going to be disappointing because everything is so, um, you know, everything is going to just be online. There's a lot of companies not participating, so there's not really an opportunity for us to get much of a scoop to yeah. bring you. Because you're just gonna, we're just gonna be getting the same stuff as everyone else. We're not gonna get to go into the back room and see something that maybe we shouldn't have seen, or find something on display in the booth that shouldn't have been on display, or get someone who is not a trained PR hack to talk to us and tell us something that they shouldn't have said. You know, it's 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 all gonna be like you know canned. Uh, for Tom's Hardware, where I work, we're doing a lot of live video streams this week. As I know, uh, as I know, Tech Podcast Network is also. Um, so, you know, we're we're going to be having companies on and interviewing them, and that's that's going to be cool. But uh, we're not going to get any secrets, you know. Yeah. Um, and and you know, one of the things that that I've always enjoyed is getting to walk around, right, and yeah. stumble across things that you may not have expected. Yeah. Benji Lock is one of our best examples. You know, you and I. When we were just walking through a hall one day, we came across that that watch that that a lot of the Apple Watch security stuff seems to be based on. Where once you took the band off, it disconnected and it wasn't secure anymore, and all that stuff, you know. And we're like, I remember the two of us walking away and going, "This company is not gonna do it," but this is going to be the thing <laughs> yeah yeah you, you see interesting stuff even if it's stuff that's not as successful i always tell my colleagues that we're in the business of interesting not the business of good so mm -hmm. like you'll see stuff that you see stuff that is generally a bad idea too um but 
you know, you also say, oh, hey, you know, that's, that was an interesting bad idea. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, stuff is in the mad scientist phase. And, and yeah. that can be fun, too, because it's a little bit of chaos and you know it's a little bit of chaos, but the idea is pretty sound and somebody's going to walk by and go, I can use that in my... And right. they make a partnership, they license a patent or they buy the company. And all of that is purely because of just walking around at CES and yeah. we're going to lose I some mean, of that this year. Yeah, we're going to lose for sure. most of it, if not all yeah. of it. I mean, last year I saw something where it was supposed to be like a electronics kit that helps you build an Apple One. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, the equivalent of what was the original Apple One computer. I mean, I... I I don't know enough about the original Apple One to know how how accurate it is. Sure, but like that's something I walked by and um, and I was like, wow, this is great. I got to stop. I got to get video of this. I got to talk to this person, ask them some questions, see some interesting stuff. I mean, I might get emails from companies like that this year, and I might hook up with them on video, but it's just not the same, you know. And plus, when you get an email from some somebody like that, it's got to be pretty appealing because it's like, oh, well, I, I'm not just going to like walk by your booth. And if it's good, if it looks interesting, I'm going to stop and talk to you. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, well, I better make an appointment with you. So I'm going to give you half an hour of my time and it might right. be a waste of time. So, right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the emails have been, in my experience, have been uh, way lessened this year than normal. Yeah. Also, a lot of companies that do that are like big name companies that normally participate, I've emailed Aren't. with who said, like, yeah, I'm just not participating because yep. they're waiting for whenever they feel like coming out with something. If there's no if there's no opportunity for people to come by. So I really yeah. hope that this change that that next year at this time we can have a real CES again. Because right. you, this um, no matter how nice you try to make. The situation it's just not the same no matter how uh, much effort they put into creating virtual booths and things yeah. like that it's, and, it's and not no, even close and no matter how much time microsoft puts into building a custom event platform for this which they did um it's still not even close to the same and so um for for those who have watched our ces pre-shows in the past you'll know that it is not just us. We have the whole team with us. And I'm watching um, the rest of the team nod their head <laughs> while we're talking about it not being quite the same. So uh, I'm going to bring everybody else in uh, and we will have everybody introduce themselves. Um, let's go uh, just through the, cir the circle. Kirk, start with you. Hi, everybody. Um, hi, Abram. Uh, good to see you. Uh, I saw you in person for briefly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Same here. Uh, my name is uh, Kirk Corliss. I'm um, executive producer for um, Geek New Central uh, podcast. Um, I, along with my co-host, uh, along with Scott, for uh, GNC Week in Review, um, which is uh, Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, GNCWeekly.com. So, yeah, I'm going to introduce myself and let everybody else uh, introduce themselves. <laughs> All right. Hey, how you doing, guys? Chris Jordan here with the uh, Talking Sound Podcast, Austin, Texas. Uh, great to be back with the team. And uh, yeah, fully agree. It is as a live event technician myself, um, I, I can fully tell you it is not the same. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Yeah.
And then Danny. Hi everyone, my name is Danielle Mendez, and uh, if you don't recognize me, then you're not on the stream enough. Uh, I've been in so many different special events with Scott and with Plug Hits, so really excited this year. It's a little different, but I'm sure we'll get some good stuff out of it. Yeah, you know, while while obviously we're uh, from our perspective, we're all a little down on on what's coming. I can say that you know we've got. We've got some great interviews lined up uh, for the next couple days. Um, you know, we've I've put a lot of time in <laughs> to making sure that uh, that uh, invitations have been sent to the right people, and uh, that we've got good stuff coming. You know, it's not quite the quantity that we're used to. Um, Wednesday and Thursday are still pretty bare. In fact, we keep referring to it as. Uh, chicken pox because in our system the spots turn red when they're scheduled and so it's just a <laughs> field of green with these couple of little red spots um but you know we've we've got got some great stuff we reached out to some uh some unusual places um uh case western university who has uh usually in in a uh eureka park brings a number of startups that are either students or alumni, which is pretty cool. And uh, they're going to bring us a couple of things. Uh, so, you know, we went looking like we usually do. We went looking for a little bit of the odd stuff or the odd sources of stuff. Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about dur during this, we're going to be talking about a blender, um, a security camera, earbuds and uh, LED lights. So, you know, it's <laughs> like the beginning of a horrible joke, <laughs> but you know, it's going to be an eclectic collection. And that's, I think that's what the, the tech podcast network coverage has been known for. And yeah, so it's what we're used hopefully to. we'll be able to do that. Yeah. It's a wide range of products. Uh, I echo Abram, Abram, uh, that's uh, going to, it's going to be a weird CES because it's all virtual. And I was saying to Scott earlier, you know, days before, it's like you can't touch or, or or actually see the things in person, you know, and it's hard to like, I don't know, it's going to be kind of weird to like see, like if there's any demos, you know, you can't really actually see with your own eyes. It's going to be really kind of hard to like get that real time feel of things. Yeah. Although it does seem like, during one of our interviews, we're going to have a company cook an entire meal. That's right. I, that's right. <laughs> but you and won't then, get to eat it. Right. Yeah, but we won't get to eat it. To <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get to see how it tastes. That's like, look, here's this teleported steak. Oh, sorry, you can't taste it. <laughs> um, until they can send me the food, it's not. It's not a demo. It's not a. Well, I mean, no, no, but. And I've been checking out the directory over the last couple of days, and there have been some amazing things coming out in the home solutions department, stuff like that. Like there's some really cool like home gardening solutions for yeah. countertop gardening. All uh, that kind of stuff. The, the, the company with the um, the the grow light designed for your kitchen counter. Yep. Yeah. I saw that when I invited them. I don't know if we'll get them, but I've sent an invite. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking for more robot stuff. So if anybody has robot uh, robot companies, 
uh, okay. that you see. I'm I'm very I'm very interested. I have only a couple that I'm talking to. Did you find the fighting robot company? No. See, uh, there's one. I'll send it. I'll send yeah. you their contact information. Yeah, that was a great one from last year. I know I saw one. Uh, well, this is a this is different than the one from last year. Oh, oh yeah, totally different. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked when I saw the photo. <laughs> mm, I did not get this pitch. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I, uh, so, uh, uh, CTA, uh, if you're listening, uh, plug <laughs> your ears for just a second. Um, so I I went and wrote a bit of a data scraper. Shh. <laughs> And I imported all of the all of the exhibitors and their contact information, so I could go through them one at a time and look at the websites and decide oh, whether wow. or not I cared, and then uh, be able to email them from there. Uh, oh wow, that's nice. great! <laughs> so that that's how I've been doing contact. So that's that's the reason I found it. It it goes through the list uh, randomly because everything's alphabetical, and I didn't want to skew everything to. A's, B's, and C's. So yeah. it does a random number generator. It pulls one out of the list. It shows me that one, and I decide whether I care or not. I don't think CTA is watching, so I think you're good. They <laughs> should provide you with that data. Why not? Like they should. They they should be happy. What they, they should do to. is they should give you an RSS feed or some or XML or something. They used to give us contact information a long time ago, but it's been years. One I, of the things I was excited to see was a uh, was a new fiber optically controlled gimbal for production mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hot. That's, that's they're nice. coming out. They're coming out this year. Yep. Really? Huh. Yeah, that was All pretty right. sweet. I want to uh, real quick. I want to address the the chat room because we've already got people commenting tonight, and I want to remind people uh, if you're watching live, we definitely want your comments. We want. Uh, let us know what you're excited for at CES uh, 2021. If there's any announcements that you've you've heard rumors of that you're excited about um, or anything like that. And so the answer to your question is, yes, we are live right now. <laughs> yes, we can even talk to you about the food court and everything. <laughs> Which is, of course, where you and I met. <laughs> yeah. All the different food courts that all the different food courts that they have there, we can tell you which one is the best. <laughs> Online, shouldn't they have like a C? Didn't they have meal passes for some people? So what are they going to do this year for that? I was wondering about that, like the like there's the media lunch and stuff like that, and none of that exists this year. Going to give me like a Grubhub pass? I'll take that. Yeah, I was going to say like a like a favor code or something like that. You're like, here's ten bucks for favor. I'm sure they're right. excited ah, to save some great. money this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're probably not making nearly as much money either. I mean it's it's probably a disaster for the CTA. Yeah, I can't imagine that they're able to charge the same for exhibitors this year that they would normally do. And but may they might still be paying for the the convention center. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, they're they're this is this is really bad news for them. I hope uh, I hope they're in you know good financial shape and, and yeah. can weather it because. I'm sure we all want to go back there in person next year. And you know, you know, we were supposed to get to see the new building this year. We were supposed, they were supposed to premiere the new building during CES 2021. Yep. Yeah. The new convention center was supposed to be open for this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very sad. I mean, I guess it's a mixed, mixed, lots mixed bag, right? I mean, we don't get to see our friends. We don't get to see cool stuff. We don't get any good scoops. But on the other hand, I guess we get more sleep. 
Uh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> right. And no, yeah. and, no, and no cab lines and no walking through the smoky casino. So like, I guess, I guess those are the, those are the trade-offs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And at no point do we have to make the decision, do we push Flavor Flav out of the way or do we wait for him to finish his conversation? <laughs> Which was Always absolutely on our list. <laughs> Always wait for Flavor Flav. Right. Oh, that was that was so weird. I was not prepared to see him at that event. <laughs> or no. anybody. I wasn't expecting to see anybody. But <laughs> I don't know any, any celebrities either, right? Well, speaking of uh, speaking of celebrities, Billie Eilish is going to be uh, doing doing a concert, which I'm like, okay, <laughs> is that what's happening? I had heard, yeah. yep. I had heard the name associated with CES, but I wasn't sure how it was how it was related. I just assumed because there were a couple of names. I'm like, all right, so they're going to do a some sort of a music panel. Okay, whatever. No, it's, a, on. it's a concert, and Ryan Ryan Seacrest is going to be on it. Um, I wow. think on yeah. Is it? Is it is it weird that I am less interested now that I know that it's a concert than I was when I thought it was a panel? <laughs> well, yeah, why? Because you don't need a like I don't know. It depends on your view of a concert, but to me, a con the point of a concert is being there. In, yeah, in, right. You know, also right. it's the things that you're not supposed to see. You know, you get a different angle, whatever. Right. Like it's not as perfect. Music's not perfect. Heard. Unless as somebody from my side of the industry, you are actively using this as an opportunity to showcase new technologies being put out by people who are exhibiting at CES, mm -hmm. Panasonic, things like that. Oh, sure. I got Maybe. a pitch. Did you guys see this? Maybe you guys saw this. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I really should pull this up. There's a there's a company. They they apparently have been in the news since about August, where they're doing live concerts via like 3D hologram. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've actually, uh, I procured a, an Azure camera and have been working on some stuff like that. It's been super fun, uh, starting to get into Blender and 3D, and um, that that has been an interesting space for the exhibit world uh, to see how my world has literally pivoted. Uh, we've all become broadcast technicians. Um, some of us were broadcast technicians before. Now it's one of those we're. We're all a broadcast technician or a remote guest operator. Um, <laughs> so. It's called Portal. Portal. Yes. Yeah, there were uh, some pretty wild shows that went on in that whenever it whenever it first started. Uh, I'm really surprised to see that things like Second Life and stuff like that haven't popped up with more events. Second Life. What a what a throwback name. Uh, <laughs> we've seen we've seen live events happen um during uh in what's the game? Oh I'm what? Fortnite? That's the one. Thank you, Abram. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actively looking at making an event in Second Life or something like that where it was like a virtual conference that you could walk around to different rooms and see different speakers and virtual environments. And there was supposed like to be one of those out for New Year's Eve yeah. that I joined on and it was lame. <laughs> 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 it was like where you could go to Times Square, walk around, talk to other people, yeah, yeah. and it, there, there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it can be uh it can definitely be tricky. It's been it's been fun to see some of the solutions though uh that people have really started putting forth into the digital conference space. It's been mm-hmm. been really cool. And you know, uh you and I talked uh on New Year's Eve um because uh I was I I just had to to see uh what was kind of the only concert on new year's eve which was weird which was the the justin bieber concert that t-mobile had put on um and they did something really interesting they figured out a way to do a hybrid digital uh physical event because they rented a hotel with a courtyard they set up a stage in the courtyard and people who were there for the concert rented the rooms so that they were socially distanced They were only with people that they knew, but they were physically at the event. So that was a fascinating combination of online live stream and in-person event uh, while still maintaining all the CDC guidelines. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's been, it's been pretty interesting to see the creative minds uh, (laughs) really be put to task on how to make things more interactive on how to, how to make, even even zoom meetings um look look good you know um and seeing like full-on broadcast equipment being brought in like having what would normally be video village for like video playback and stuff like that where it's like here's 20 computers no here's 20 zoom computers with five operators and we're sending them all through different digital packages uh-huh. uh, across to different places through different video skins and arrangements and it's it's pretty cool i mean if you just look at you know some of the products that have come out or enhanced themselves in the last year for this type of thing right you know uh microsoft teams for is is one of the the best examples it went from being pretty standard to having all these bizarro type situations where you can put the whole group looking like they're in a classroom and you know all kinds of strange things just to just to mix up the experience a little bit so i have a question for the group was this on topic but maybe uh, maybe off topic because it's not necessarily ces mm-hmm. but since you're talking about broadcasting fake backgrounds tired or wired i think they're tired yeah they gotta go man they gotta go i'm I, i'm sorry I would much rather see your natural environs and accept you as the human being that you are. Yes. Than, Agreed. Agreed. Than Agreed. Try to deal with like some rando part of a cattail flipping out over here in the corner, tricking or, out the background, you know? Or somebody who's sitting there and looks perfectly normal until they pick up a cup and now their <laughs> hand is kind of yeah. coming and going and the cup is kind of yeah. coming and going. It or they like they're having a stroke. I had a press briefing this week with someone who insisted, and this was like a they were supposed to be showing us some 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 compute some notebooks under embargo, but the notebooks they they couldn't do it because the back their outer space background just kept eating everything up. And 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 we're like, I was on with a couple of my coworkers and we're like, listen, could you just like just we'll see your room, just turn it off. And we're just like, oh I'm sorry, I can't do that now. So like we couldn't see what we were supposed to see because oh. they had to have their outer space, their outer space. Yeah. Oh, I think it's really interesting when professors do it because like, for at least with the University of Central Florida, um, a lot of professors like to put themselves in like the courtyard with like the big old like stuff behind them, and it's just, yeah. it, I think it distracts too much from like what they're actually talking about instead of like 
looking appealing because it doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we should all have a background like yours. That looks. That I mean, looks, those guitars look fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, one of one of my hobbies. I I actively mod modify guitar pedals and things like that. So yeah, I I built all those. I mean, if we had Room Raider rating this, you would get ten out of ten. Like this is <laughs> fantastic. Agreed. I don't know. Scott's is pretty sharp over there. His is his is really his is really good too, but it's very straight. It's straight straightforward and neutral. Whereas yours is like it's got something to say. Got... <laughs> it has character. Yeah. Well, I guess while we're talking about the background, I should uh I should thank a couple of people because yes. the <laughs> um the the lighting is actually pretty cool. Um you won't get to see it this week, but uh when we do our show next week, um the background will change colors per segment. Uh so they'll the whole wall will match the the segment color <laughs> during the show. Uh right now it's all CES colors across. Um those are all from uh, Monster, part of the new Illuminescence line. Since we have spent the last year plus talking about the <laughs> the old ones, uh, it only made sense to power the wall off the new ones. And then um, my mother was a godsend in uh, actually building this thing because you know we custom built this this uh, wall, and uh, that was a tremendous amount of fun. Cool. So. Thank you to Jennifer uh, for all the support of the lights. And thank you to my mother who is sitting here uh, and will be part of the production team during the week uh, mm -hmm. for helping build the thing. Yeah, Shout Nancy. out to Nancy. That's another missing element of CES is that I always, I always enjoy, uh, enjoy seeing mom. So that's. Uh... I've enjoyed our talks, Abram. Yeah, me too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we won't this year. Well, hopefully soon. I have a dog that has come to say hi. Oh, that's okay. another element, right? But see, I don't have a problem with that because your background won't go crazy. So the dog could like hop up on the table and get treats from you. I don't care. Yep, indeed. You got to keep it real. You know? Yeah, that's the whole. Yeah. Everyone knows your home. If you if you keep if you kick your dog out or uh, blur him out, that's that's not real. Well, that was, a, that was a, I guess, uh, about a year or so ago. Just before we all met at CES last year, I had somebody remark on one of my podcasts, um, my God, what was that? What was that thing wailing in the background? <laughs> like, and I was like, that's my son. Oh my <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not recording in like a soundproof studio. He's on the other side of the wall and he's two and a half, you monster. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> Come on, man. Have a heart. Like how many podcasters you know aren't like in some spare room in their house? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, I can totally imagine a situation. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I, I could totally imagine a situation. I have a door, right? I have a, like, at least I have a dedicated room here. I have a door over there that has like, you know, a French door. It's got glass in it. And my daughter, who's like one, who's almost two years old, will come over to the door and she'll look through it like this. Like, Aww. Let me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my son has a dedicated uh, rack of unserviceable equipment that he comes in and plays with and pushes buttons and knobs and 
but he also knows that there's a red light out there, and that means no Dalbus time right now. Um, <laughs> that's uh, no, no, don't come in the door. It's it's good that you've reserved equipment because, like, my daughter knows that my my son who's eight, like, he can use everything in here. In fact, yeah. he'll come in here. He'll get he'll get annoyed that I'm doing the show or something or having a meeting because he'll like want to come in here and grab a circuit board to to work on. But like my daughter who does she she knows the difference between between one that's active and not. It's like you give her an old remote control with no no batteries in it. Like, I don't want this. Yeah. And I know which one you use. I know the real one. <laughs> in her hand, like ah, you give me that dummy one. What are you? This is garbage. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. So exactly. They the kid, kids know. They know what the real mm-hmm. stuff is. Like you can't give them a toy one, and you yep. can't even give them a deactivated adult one, because uh, they will go and, and my daughter doesn't even know what to do with them. Which will just carry stuff around. Like you know, you got to be real careful. You could leave plutonium here, and she'd like grab it and you start carrying it around. Like, <laughs> like, and then you try to take it away from her, and she just start crying. Like, yeah, like I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I took the plutonium away from you. I didn't want you glowing in the dark. <laughs> speaking of speaking of kids, Avram, uh, the podcast. Yeah, so uh, we had my uh, I do another show called the podcast, which is all about Raspberry Pi, and my my son who's eight came on uh, during the break during uh, like two weeks ago. We had him on uh, talking about robots and. It was cool. He he really enjoyed himself. Aww. You know, uh, he he's really big into his robots and his programming. That was our whole like I, I was semi off between Christmas and New Year's. And that was our whole thing, because everything he got for like for like Christmas and Hanukkah, which we do both was like some kind of robot. So like here's one that we built the Yaboom tank or whatever that has AI. Cool. Like, here's a here's another one. That he, Here's uh, the scroll bot that he put together. This is like an LED matrix on it. Uh-huh. It's like my office is nothing but nothing but different kinds of controller boards and robots right now. <laughs> here's another one we here's another one we built. Here's another robot car that we built. This is the a deep AWR car. I have to be careful though because this one requires 18650 batteries. And I don't know if you guys Ooh. saw the uh, the news yesterday Friday that it's that the Consumer Product Safety Commission recommends people not to use 18650 batteries anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, even though half the robots require them, mm-hmm. so I'm like, just don't listen. You can't use, you can't play with this unless I'm around, or you can't like charge it because. Um, uh, we actually did have a robot once where, uh, like a few months ago, where he's like. I was napping on the couch. He's like, "Hey, Daddy, how come there's steam coming up from the from the robot?" I'm like, "That's not steam. It's smoke." Um, <laughs> my studio. All of a year ago, I was sitting here working, and I thought that my uh, my mom was visiting. I thought that my mom started using the bathroom. I thought I heard water running, and I turned over, and I had this twelve volt numerous eighteen fifty battery pack that had been charged a couple days before sitting on my workbench that was just shooting out sparks and fire. <laughs> Not plugged in. Oh my gosh. Why, why was it doing? It just burst into flames sitting there. Wow. That's scary. Yeah, Maybe I should get rid of this stuff. <laughs> Man, I was like, yeah, don't, uh, don't play with lithium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, you ain't stopping it. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Yeah, that's not yeah, great. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I love the fact that you're building robots with your kid because I, uh, I can't wait for that. I got my kid actually a, uh, a Coda pillar. Oh Christmas. yeah, yeah. That's that's like the really young kid version, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. You, it's got like four different parts, and you turn a little knob, and it either plays music, or turns left, or turns right, or like flashes a light, and you make a decision as to which thing each part of the caterpillar does. And then it, once you hit go on the head, it actually executes the little program that you've written. So. That's, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah. We, I mean, I got him started at early age and now that he's eight and he can read, he's like programs in Python and JavaScript oh. and stuff like that. I try to like keep him away from the like drag and drop block languages. Cause I feel like that's like kids, kids stuff for him now. But, um, but yeah, yeah. It's just like, um, it's our thing, you know, we do it together and it's a lot of fun. Like we're just constantly finding new toys. Like, you know, we just got this yesterday. This is called the circuit playground. This oh. is from this is from Adafruit, yeah, which is a really fantastic uh, company that you can buy, you know, yeah. buy stuff. They make stuff, and this is for kids to like learn about programming. But like, it lights up different colors. It's got like five different kinds of sensors, and you program it in a language called Circuit Python, and it has Bluetooth. Um, so like, sweet. It's it's like a a thin line between what's a toy for me and what's a toy for him. Um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> one of the things I saw last year was a uh, circuit drive and they're actually based here in Austin. We reconnected all of a couple weeks ago and I'm supposed to be having them on the show, but they make a little toy for kids um, and they have a conductive pin. So each little part um, is individual and can either be magnetically connected to connect the circuit and make things happen, or you can draw things on paper and drop the part on top of it. And that oh. connects the circuit. Which company is this? Circuit Scribe. Oh, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. I've used Circuit Scribe. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty cool. You have the kit and you draw, and then you, you like yeah. the the ink is conductive. So yeah, you yeah. Can use it to create circuits. Yeah, and it's got like flashing lights, speakers, players, all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. That's what we're all looking for: flashing lights and speakers. I mean, even <laughs> even adults, right? Like that's why RGB is so popular. They just want the flashing lights. Yeah, right, exactly. Right behind Scott. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like you said, it's a fine line between what's a toy and what isn't. Um. Like, everything's a toy if you play with it that's mm -hmm. right that's right I, that's what i tell people all the time is i i get paid to just travel the country and play with people's expensive toys like yeah. hey, let, let me stack four 20k projectors on top of each other today and blend them together that'll be bright and cool yeah <laughs> i i always feel like i have a great job because i get to play with toys and then like the the downside is i have to write about it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's pretty funny. Uh, so, um, so obviously we know what, what we're hoping to see uh, of the things that people have seen so far, maybe browsing through the, through the app or uh, emails that have come in Has anything like really lit a fire. Uh so far, the one that, that I've seen, like I said, that uh, was 
really amazing was the fiber optic gimbal that's come out that's almost zero latency control over a camera via distance. That's, I'm interested in that for sure. Pretty incredible. Um, and I'm trying to remember who it was. I know I have it on a on a list as to who it was that released that. But uh, there was some pretty cool 3D technology that was out there too. There's a lot of LiDAR this year um, because obviously autonomous vehicles are are getting bigger. Um, not physically. <laughs> Although also physically because uh, we we saw a new electric vehicle uh, earlier. I can't remember the name of it now. Do you remember what the name was? No. Arrow next. Um, no. I'll find it. I sent him an email. Um, I invited them to the show. <laughs> uh, but that that was probably the most surprising one for me that I'm I'm interested in in learning more about because uh, you know we did that interview with Faraday Future a couple of years ago um, mm -hmm. when they were making a name for themselves. It was uh, what the day after or two days after they had beat the the uh, the nine eleven in uh, in a drag race downtown. Um, and, you know, they were making a big name for themselves and we got to talk with them. But since then, it's been, you know, uh, Scheffler that, that Danny talked to a couple of years ago and smaller stuff. But this is like a car car. So, I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything that, that they, they've kind of snapped onto? Well, for me, um, I have one odd and one that's I'm kind of interested in seeing. Okay. The one odd thing is I got the email earlier. It's a and I just had a second ago. Um, it's a smart perfume that's powered with an A with power with an AI app. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently well, the it's good, the good news is they will be on the show. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. That one that one kind of caught <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Yes, perfume. Yeah, I'm like that's something that kind of caught my eye, but I'm not I'm not in a perfume. I don't spray it around me or anything like that. But you know, there you go. Um, the other, I that I'm kind of interested in knowing more about is um, Samsung is having their press conference tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So they're having their uh, their Samsung S21 coming up this week. Um, but I'm kind of interested in what they're going to be doing because they're all about their well-being in the home. So I know that since the pandemic and a lot of people working from home. So I'm kind of curious what they're going to announce and what they're going to do for, for consumers um, in the home space, but, you know, through our everyday lives. Well, for me, it's all, all about uh, a lot about hardware. So we know that Intel and AMD. Scott. Yes, sorry. Yeah, I had it muted. I'm talking off camera. Oh, cool. Sorry. Anyway, so we know that Intel and AMD are doing big press conferences this week. Of course, mm -hmm. um, we know a lot about what they're already doing, but always interested to hear what the next generation of graphics and uh, of graphics cards and CPUs is going to be. Um, also, you know, we all expect Intel to finally come out with its uh, 
with its new graphics card this year. So we might learn more about that. Uh, but I think that's all going to be evolutionary, not revolutionary. I mean, you, you know, it's just going to be iteratively faster and better. Uh, and, you know, we're going to continue to see shortages. So even whatever comes out, will you be able to buy it? Or will you be fighting for people, uh, fighting with people on eBay for it? Yeah. And, you know, Kirk and I were talking on on Friday on the show about incremental versus experimental and that I felt like this was going to be an incremental year just because. Yeah, but that there was the opportunity for there to be some experimental stuff because we've seen some weird stuff right from some of the oddball companies because people have had time, you know, engineers and designers have had time when they normally don't to do weird things. So we've seen a couple of weird things, but in general, I, I'm afraid I'm worried that it's just going to be an incremental year. Um, Lightyear, by the way, is the name of the car company. Uh huh. That was who I was looking for. So Lightyear, cool looking car. Anyway, uh, Danielle. Um, I think like normal. I I think this isn't new this year, but I'm always just like coming in like with a blank slate. Um checking stuff out as we go. And um, I don't know. I know this year we won't really be able to walk around like we've already talked about, um, but I'm just excited to to see what we have. I gotta say one of the things that I'm uh, excited about, uh, I don't know if they're gonna be able to get on the show or not, but uh, so obviously we've been doing this for a long time and uh, CES isn't the only show that we do. And uh, one of our other shows that we've really enjoyed doing in the past has been Collision, uh, where you get to see some of that mad scientist type thing. And the first year we did Collision in 2015, there was a company, there was a guy who brought us this little 3D printed prototype for uh, like a door lock, key lock type thing, specifically for um, Airbnb hosts to be able to allow their guests in and out of uh, out of the house before, you know, connected locks and stuff like that were really uh, uh, widely available. Um, they are exhibiting at CES this year. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. That's so a really big upgrade. <laughs> isn't it? It's so cool yeah. to see a company. Uh, the company's called Igloo Home. And I think they exhibited last year. Um, but uh, But I saw them on the list and I'm like, wait, hold on is this and i went and i i went back to our 2015 schedule and yep it was the same company <laughs> it's it's cool to see that because you know from 2015 we've had uh this will be number three uh of the companies that have upgraded to ces because mm -hmm. there was a uh, pet cube which everybody knows because you can't watch daytime tv without seeing an ad for pet cube these days <laughs> It was so funny. We, uh, they hadn't shipped one yet when we talked to them at Collision in 2015. And by January 2017, uh, they had an ad in the second half of the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. So obviously not the first half where it's really expensive, but they did make it that night. So, I mean, that's a huge upgrade. Yeah, I think... Uh... This year, we're going to see a lot more home health solutions, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah I saw I, a lot. Of, I saw a lot of emails with that. With that, with it. Yeah. 
Uh, there's there's one there's a I don't quite understand it yet, but there's an app. I again they got an invite. We'll see if they come on the show. Um, where you like regularly take pictures of yourself, and it'll tell you if there's something wrong with you. Not uh, sorry, Danny. <laughs> they can't help. <laughs> Sounds like my they can't help that kind of thing, but. Uh, but Hard I don't, for me. I don't, I don't <laughs> quite that. That was like lobbed over the plate. I, mean, I don't quite know what that's all, uh, all about. Um, but there's also one that you can track the growth of moles to make sure they're not cancerous. Um, which was interesting because obviously the, the photos on the website were very bizarre. <laughs> I'm sure that will everyone who watches Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> oh. oh, that just. Oh. Not I wouldn't want to take. I wouldn't want to take pictures of myself. No, I'm. I, no, hard no. Yeah, you weren't even particularly interested in the uh, the Amazon uh, custom fit shirts. Exactly, you're absolutely right. Scott and I mentioned we had a story on that a couple weeks ago or a month ago, where Amazon has a a service where you can have your They'll take a picture of yourself so you can scan like yourself, you know, get perfect size. And I said, hard pass. I mean, we all know that Amazon gets your data. I'm very self-conscious so of how I look. I'm not going to have, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, no. don't, I don't need them. I don't need technology that judges me. That's exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm Thank against, you. I'm against the, first, the fitness the trackers. It's the first step to I've, I've been saying on one of my other shows for, for the last couple of years, you want to know what's going to start that whole matrix situation where robots think that like we are the downfall of the universe <laughs> is when they find out that we just used them for sex bots to start out with. Yeah. Oh, uh, once they become sentient and figure out like that's what that, you know, what we should do is just have sex bots. Um, did I, yeah, I'm sorry. Did I just hear out. you blame <laughs> Uh, Laura DiCarlo for the downfall of the world because that's what I heard. Oh boy, if only if only Marlo's on right now. Uh, that one was for you there, Marlo. Uh, if uh, you don't understand that joke, uh, and you did not watch our CES 2020 coverage, uh, I think we decided that that was day. Three, Dave because Ray. no, it was day two because right. Danielle wasn't co-hosting with Marlo yet, and she started that on day three. So right. it was our right. day two coverage. Uh, if you want to watch one of the nicest men ever turn beat red, <laughs> go find our Laura DiCarlo interview from pink to pink to red, and I and I was I was TD and that 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 day, and I was I was trying so hard to self-contain self. <laughs> contain my laughter you know and yeah. oh it was just and and the engineer was like looking around and everybody behind you know behind the set was was cracking up and i'm just like making sure that everything's done i'm doing my switching i thing. didn't warn anybody they were coming i was gonna say there was no warning <laughs> oh i thought that would be more fun oh. <laughs> and, and it, it was, was. It was, his wife and I had to go downstairs because we were distracting them by laughing so hard. <laughs> that was one of many highlights that I'm putting that in the top five uh, of the interviews. Oh, that was so funny. God love him. Oh, he was, he was a trooper. God bless the man. 
I yeah, he just kept right on going. Yep. <laughs> oh, when he realized what she put down on the table. <laughs> and and obviously we we had them on because you know they they kind of fall outside of our our normal coverage for TPN. Um, but mm. we had them on because of the controversy that had happened in the year before, right? right? The company had received a best of CES award and then the CTA forced them to take it back. Um, and then they said, uh, you know, their argument was you've got a whole section of the show floor dedicated to health. Why is sexual health uh, not allowed to be part of that? And um, the CTA said, you're absolutely right and uh, allowed them to have their award back. Um, so that was the reason that was the main reason we had them on that and, you know, getting to watch Marlowe turn bright red. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can joke. have more than one reason. Normally, mm-hmm. normally, and I think they canceled it this year cause they didn't invite me. So I'm going to guess that they canceled it either that I'm very insulted. The normally I I'm a judge for this thing called last gadget standing, which is a, an event they have live at CES where they have like a show and they have like 10 companies present. Uh, their products and then they have like the audience do like uh, you know clapping and whoever claps the loudest wins the award uh, or I mean whoever gets the highest applause meter so being a judge just means I, I introduce somebody and I like help them winnow the, the field to 10 and like one of our um, one of our top um, one of like last year they had a they had a company that makes uh, adult, adult toys uh as one of the de- as one of and this is something mm-hmm. that's heavily associated with cta so they definitely did a big about face on yeah. uh, on adult toys we uh um, we noticed stuff. we noticed as we were leaving um the upstairs at the sands last year um because uh chris down there decided that he was he he knew the building really well and he's like all right if we go out this way we can get out faster and absolutely right. Good call. Um, but the door that we ended up going out um, went right through a whole section of that. Yeah, there was nothing but that. Whenever you came in through the press room right there where the little museum is and all that, as you came through that, it was nothing but the uh, electronic Adult. sexual horizon. Yeah, it was it was the most interesting part of the show floor. <laughs> oh my. Well, and uh, what was really interesting last year was just it was almost the same situation but flipped uh was the case with uh Keep. They they had won a best of CES award for their I guess it was a marijuana storage box. The guy mm-hmm. the creator had had some situation where um his friend's kid had ended up getting into his friend's gummies or something like that he's like well we got to figure out a way to keep that stuff from happening so he created this little smart box that's basically a vault for your own personal items whatever you can be alerted by app if it's disturbed like if somebody comes up and touches it you'll get an alert on your phone um biometrically locked to where only two people can open it all kinds of stuff great way to keep your meds safe everything won a best of ces award then told because it was a marijuana related product uh they could not exhibit yeah if there, so that there's a very strange set of rules around it um there are certain words that you can say and certain words that you can't say 
Um, and it it's not entirely because of the CTA wanting to limit things, but it's got something to do with some of the um, other exhibitors um, and some of the blocks of exhibitors that want to remain separated from it, um, that they have certain certain rules around it and it was it was really funny because i was uh i was talking i don't remember who the 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 whole group was but but my mother was one of them that was with me and we're talking to this one guy and he's talking about essential oils and being able to infuse essential oils into uh certain things and and all of us knew what was happening except (laughs) except her we all knew that it had nothing to do with essential oils there was one essential oil in particular we were talking about yeah um, but that's because you know the the language is very controlled on that particular topic and i believe um that that the the sexual health products and i believe that's how they have to be referred to i think the the language surrounding those is is incredibly focused as well um, that they can get in trouble for for speaking outside of uh, outside of that circle. Yeah, the engineer in the interview did mention sexual health, I think, or mm-hmm. something a variation of that several times. So they yeah. didn't didn't go into like you know any anything graphic, and and of course Marlowe didn't really <laughs> didn't mention anything graphic either. But <laughs> oh. Oh, it was wonderful. Does uh does anybody else have any uh? past interviews that are obviously we all obviously we all love marlo's interview but anybody else have any particular ones that stand out i have one and this is from uh 2018 okay when uh you interviewed the guy from um naughty america and uh he you looked at the guy he had a vr oculus rift kind of um thing and he was very he was like okay and i knew who it was my on my sheet Okay, and you know it just the, the the entire interview lasted I think about eight minutes, or what have you. And I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is very this is like for some you know Scott handled like a like a pro, but for brothers a little cringeworthy." <laughs> Partially because trying to control the language, right? Because mm-hmm. we know who our audience is. We know that you know we're listed on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes at the time, but Apple Podcasts, we know that we're listed as uh, as family friendly, right? And so, you know, it was a it was a challenge to have that conversation. And you know, Avram and I have had this challenge a couple of times over the years, where we've had topics that are related to adult content. You know, we had um, uh, a topic, I think, in 2020, where we were talking about um, uh, exploitation. Uh, images or something like that or some topic like that oh the the youtube comments and that's how uh, we ended up with the made for kids stuff on youtube and you know it's real difficult for us to have that conversation which is an important conversation Mm -hmm. and maintain the language that won't get apple mad at us you know (laughs) or put the the explicit tag on an episode you know what i draw upon I, I draw upon my experience as a parent whenever I'm having to do stuff like that because it's like, wow, how would I talk about this if I was talking about it in front of my son mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to ask too many questions? Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to make it because I don't want to have too detailed of a conversation about that stuff with him. So how can I like kind of talk about it in as clinical a way as as possible? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was, I was thinking in terms of, of if I had to have that conversation at, at Amrock or something like that. Um, yeah. So I was kind of in that same boat. Yeah. Like as a, as a parent, you just don't want like, you, you, you like when I was a kid, when I was younger, before I was a parent, I was like, yeah, talk about everything for your kids. Who cares? Let them learn stuff. And now that you're now that you're like, Hey, wait a second. Now this kid has friends mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. You don't want him to repeat any of that stuff to his friends and teacher. <laughs> so like, you know, you gotta be, be careful. And there's the potential for follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, you try to you know keep keep it keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Danielle? Um, out of uh, the interviews from the past that we like. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the one from last year that was my favorite was uh, Drinkworks by Keurig. Mm-hmm. I know that one was a favorite amongst a lot of us. Um, yeah, that's. I actually that, got one. I was to say that's obviously going to be the case because you own the product yeah i own it um Michelle and you bought your mom it. one yeah yeah we, we all got one we actually took it over to um like family gatherings like for easter and we got the rest of the family hooked um it's definitely a really good product um for anyone yeah, who doesn't good, know, and you know you got a good, i was gonna say you got it at a good price too because you got it at the discount too right yeah i got it at a discount and when you sign up you get to like get your own code generated so people also could get some sort of discount from your code um oh. and then you get a kickback from that as well i so was just gonna say hopefully they have an affiliate program with as many of them as you've they recommended do. right <laughs> <laughs> yes they do um but yeah so for anyone who doesn't know it's basically uh everyone knows keurig keurig you know makes your coffee every morning you put a little pot in there um for drink works by keurig uh you basically have this little mixed drink of a pod, you throw it in there, you chill some water with some ice. Um, it makes almost any drink in like five minutes. So I you heat though, you get like an old fashioned rum and coke, you get any sort of thing. And uh, if they can do a Moscow mule, it would uh, really have summed up day three last year. Uh. And they, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Also a Marlo interview. Mm-hmm. And you. Right. You and Marlo did that interview. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was the best. Uh, how about you, Abram? Have you got a, a particular Im- interview from your past? Interview? Or yeah, conversation? Well, or It was a conversation with a robot. So does that count? So we, uh, we had a twice, twice, I've gotten to two years in a row, like, it's a little weird when you see the same product years and years in a row, but it's still working on it. So uh, UbiTech, which makes uh, which makes a variety of robots, has had this robot called Walker at the last couple of last couple of CESs. Uh, they're not going to be demoing it again this this year, um, but it it is a life size robot. Maybe it's like five feet, five and a half feet tall, and it can walk around and like bring you drinks or whatever and i was part of their demo they like 
oh, you want to try this? The demos are very like they have them every hour or two hours or something. And the robot comes and it does like a prescribed list of things. It'll go to the fridge, get you a drink, hand you the drink, shake hands with you, like get you a umbrella to go somewhere, whatever. So I was like their demo person. They let me be their demo person so I, for for one demo so I could like experience the robot. And uh, it was it was really cool because uh, the robot is like super advanced, right? Like it can, and last year they changed it so now it does yoga and it can jump and it can draw and stuff. It's like really uh, really really advanced. So uh, the robot was more interesting than people. Um, that that that's for, that's for sure. But uh, it was really cool and that kind of made me a star at my son's school um, inadvertently. Because one year, uh, not last year because they were in lockdown, but the year before they had career day and I came in for career day and I was showing them what I do and I showed them a video of like me with the robot and they're like, all the first graders thought I built the robot and I had to explain something <laughs> that I didn't. They're like, when can I have that robot in my house? I was like, I don't know. It'll probably be like a $50,000 robot and I didn't make it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, you know. But they kept asking me about it anyways. Anyway, it was cool because then the, the like the principal emailed me. I was like, "Can you come back next year?" Um, uh, How do so you chop a five foot tall robot? <laughs> well, I did a did a video with it again the next year, but it was a different. The robot was doing better. Hopefully, the kids don't remember. But um, but uh, yeah, that was that was probably my my favorite demo slash interview. I mean. I also love doing the ones where you get to wear a VR headset or try VR stuff. And that's like the thing that's going to looks absolutely the worst remotely. Like, what are you going to do with that? I got a pitch from a company about using some special like VR gloves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how am I going to, well, you're just going to show me it. Right. I mean, what am I going to do? So like, it's just the, the fun that the thrill is gone. For sure. Yeah. Did you uh did you give us one, Chris? No, mine la mine well, I mean last year was my first CES with you guys, but for certain one of the one of the best ones that I think we had was uh the blockchain router. Mm -hmm. That's what uh, we were talking about with Scott. I think that was a a really incredible one. Um that was something that I, I, I was kind of sad to see that they're uh, GoFundMe sadly did not go through things like that, but uh, really incredible concept. Yeah, they forward thinking. They need to if they rebrand and uh, get rid of the word blockchain <laughs> and focus more on the privacy and security aspect of it and stop talking yeah. about the blockchain stuff. Uh, people will stop thinking that it's cryptocurrency, which is the conversation that we had with him yeah. while we were sitting there. Yes, is that that you know. No, the general consumer hears blockchain and they think cryptocurrency, which this has nothing to do with. There's no cryptocurrency in this ecosystem at all. It was all about privacy and security. Uh, it was like a VPN on steroids. Uh, I think, unfortunately, uh, blockchain is one of those like, sadly buzzword used terms out there, you know. Uh, kind of like IoT, where you just get smacked in the face with it so many times. Mm -hmm. You're either wow. tired of it or you, or it's still kind of like SEO, where it's so nebulous to you yeah. um, that you you've just stopped caring about what the possibility is. And you know, 
Yeah. Last year, trying to do it right then last year, um, after we had been at collision 2019, just a couple of months earlier. And, uh, and I, Dan, Danielle's already nodding her head because she knows where I'm going with this. Um, every pitch, it was like, you know, we've, we've designed a, a system to allow manufacturers and distributors to communicate more clearly and maintain their inventory and all this. Oh, and we have our own coin. Oh, <laughs> so close. So close. You almost had a good pitch there and then you threw it <laughs> off the end of the cliff right yeah. there. And so I think, I think in the, in the common consciousness, I think they got trapped yeah. by that era um, but if yeah. they, you know, if, if he put his energy into, into talking about the privacy and he talks about it, but the name doesn't get the point across the privacy, the security, well, um, it, the independence, I think that would, I think, I think he'd do better. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that even, um, having the conversation with people in the world of cryptocurrency and trying to, yeah, you know, I've, I've tried to get people to come onto my other show and talk about crypto and stuff like that. And most of the people involved in crypto cannot even explain how it works. I know. Like, they, they can't even explain what blockchain is. <laughs> and it's not that complicated I, of a... I grasp it, you know, but I, I'd really like somebody to come on so I'm not just talking out of my ha-hoo about, <laughs> about a technology, you know? I, I have two people for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the probably the only two people that we've ever encountered uh at at collision who talked about blockchain or cryptocurrency who really knew what they were talking about uh yeah. and, I'll, I'll, in, I'll make introductions like i am i am really good friends online with one of the big name mover and shakers in the podcast world of crypto and things like that. And I've invited him to come on to, as you know, my show, Scott, it's all sure. about demystifying topics. And it's like, I want to demystify cryptocurrency for people. Um, let's, let's break this down to where the common person can understand what blockchain is and how that relates to it. And he's like, Oh, I, I have no idea how that works. <laughs> well, I can come on and talk about that. I understand that part of it. Like I can't I can't necessarily explain why anybody cares made off of this technology and has a podcast all about it, but but cannot explain how it works. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this space that are that way. But, you know, uh, for those of us who have been in the tech space for a long time, there's a lot of people in a lot of spaces. Yeah. <laughs> right, Abram? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. I wanted to ask all of you. What are the company, what are the, some of the things that you keep coming back year after year and it gets, you see like iterative progress, but it, ne but it still hasn't broken through. Like for me, it seems like, and I haven't really talked a lot on this year because it's like, uh, I'm, I, just without being there for the demo, it's not cool, but wireless power seems to be something where every year, the last like four or five years, mm -hmm. I would get, see the, some of the same companies like Asia as an example of one where it's like every year they're like, we're really close. And they would show me something where there's like a prototype or some company had signed a deal to do it, but still it's not in anyone's living room of like true wireless power like they were demoing, which is really cool to see in a demo where it's like you can charge your phone from across the room, wireless power. And there were a like a couple of different companies doing that. And every year it's like, well, 
we're really close to making this to making this good. What is something that you that that you've all seen where it's like you keep seeing them year after year and it's getting iteratively closer, but you never quite get haven't quite gotten there Gee. yet anyway. For me, um, well, I went to I went to um, LBCC um, in 2020. I didn't go in 2018, but I've noticed that all these companies, Samsung, Sony, with their TVs, they say first it's 4K, then it's 8K, and I don't haven't really seen the quality. And a lot of the when you watch TV now, there's not much content either online or on broadcast TV that's in 4K in 8k it's still basically 1080p quality that's all you see but there's but there's some channels that will do offer it but it's very limited and too far between so i noticed so i think the tvs that are out now going forward it's not you don't see that same i don't think that's going to bump up that quality until the broadcast networks fall in line with that technology oh 8k you're not going to have a i mean i don't think there's any 4k cable channels are there no, there's 4K streaming, mm -hmm. but then we've Scott and I have talked on some of our shows about how like bandwidth caps and things like that. It's I mean, not actual 4K. There's no way. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So 8K. I mean, you don't. I mean, that's yeah. that's where you're going to need much better broadband and much worse caps. Right. And, no, and also, you can't get an 8K TV for less than like what three thousand dollars or something. Yeah. So minimum. I don't yeah. foresee. Although for gaming, we now have video cards that are made for 8K. So like the, the right. NVIDIA 39, RTX 3090 yeah. uh, boasts being able to play in 8K. Mind you, we didn't have a monitor to test it with when they sent it to us. Yeah. So, <laughs> Good luck having something to get those benchmarks, right? Yeah, we had to do a kind of like a simulation of it, which is not great. Because yeah, you need you need to spend like three thousand dollars to get a, an 8K monitor. So very few people would actually need that, and yeah, you wouldn't be able to 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 see it. So I mean, I think 4K 4K is there. Like most, a lot of people are buying the TVs now, yeah. uh, and, and you can get content in 4K. Well, uh, but not much though. Not as I, much. Not it's not mainstream, but you can get it. Right. I was having the the nerd conversation with someone in in one of my active the nerd group is actively called Nerds of Anarchy. <laughs> and somebody was posting about the 4K reboot of uh um Dust Till Dawn that's coming out for the 25th anniversary and someone popped off with oh well, it it was only available in 1080p whenever it came out that's just an upscale. Uh, I had to start going into like, well, you know, some of us old analog folks have been trying to tell you that 35 millimeter had almost the same pixel range as 4K to begin with. Uh, it was just the projectors and the technology could not pull all the pixels out. So as long as they're taking that original 35 millimeter negative and scanning it into a 4K resolution system, that is a 4K piece of film at that point. Um, so, yeah. Like at average, I want to say it's like average IMAX film is actually closer to 6K. Like there's all kinds of stuff. But it's kind of like how the whole audio industry has gone back to like, man, have you heard that new cut of that song on vinyl? <laughs> when, it, when it was like some of us have been saying like, man, you remember what things used to sound like? Remember when they were like full bodied and really good sounding and rich and smooth and not like brittle and a flat wall of sound? Um, and analog, you know, 
so yeah it's it's kind of interesting to like you were saying kirk to see uh where that brick wall comes about because even in my world it's been one of those like why why are people bringing us 4k stuff when they are not paying for 4k projection exactly why are you why are you paying to make 4k content uh for your website it's not 4k for like for anything in that yep uh, if you're out shooting a full-scale movie something like that 4k 6k it up it's it's all about pixels you know the idea is uh, technically at least camera wise is that the more pixels you have the better resolution your downgraded image has right. to begin with you know yeah. you're kind yeah. of reversing plus you have, plus you yeah. have the ability to to go back and and zoom in while still maintaining a 1080p image exactly. without any loss yeah precisely so you can use the same footage for two three different things yeah and, and uh, michelle has talked for a couple of years about you know having for our our live studio having a well positioned 4k camera and cutting it into three 1080p uh <laughs> crops and yeah. it, if if we could figure out how to angle it right we might actually be able to pull that off we could certainly yeah. do uh uh two shots off of it no question uh but yeah absolutely for me um the thing that i have been watching is similar to yours avram it's uh it's key from the wireless power consortium which is the larger version of chi which everybody kind of knows at this point the wireless charging for your phone and things like that um but Danielle and I got a demo of Key years before it had a name. Exactly. Uh, and they showed us, you know, this blender working without any, without any power. They showed us a an inductive, uh, self-powered uh, skillet running just by putting it down. Um, and Danielle actually got a hands-on with how the technology worked, which was fascinating because that was your first CES. <laughs> Yeah, it was one, of your, CS, really like one of your first booths. And mm -hmm. and he's like, come here, let me show you how it works. Yeah. <laughs> he, took, he took the display apart and he's like, here, this this so, is Chi and all of this <laughs> is the stuff we're working on now. See, it's so disappointing because I went to Intel Developer Forum, which doesn't even exist anymore. That was mm -hmm. a show that Intel had in San Francisco or in September's. Yeah. And I think the I was there maybe eight, nine, ten years ago, and they were showing a laptop that could charge over wireless charging. Oh yeah. So yeah. where's my wireless charging laptop now? Like you don't, you don't see it. Yep, and that that would fall under that key standard as well. Um, and I don't know what the what the delay has been there. Maybe the the quick growth of Qi made them have to to focus their their efforts on on dealing with standardization and, and uh, uh, certification over there. I don't know because uh, they won't answer my question. That's the only question that I have ever asked them that they won't answer. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you know uh, this is interesting? Interesting little tidbit that I got uh, that I got last week. So I went to a little press event called TechFluence last week, and mm -hmm. um, they had NPD, which is an analyst firm that does all kind of tech sales figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, do a presentation about like what did and didn't sell well in 2020. Do you know what mark one of the product categories that was actually in 
while the growth, I, I don't know that it went into negative growth, but it was in kind of a, the growth was in decline was wireless charging. People, uh, people, wireless chargers are, saw massive declines. Now maybe it's because the, the analyst thought was that maybe it's because people are at home and they have a wire handy. Although I don't know what that means because the wireless chargers aren't exactly wireless anyway. Right. They have to have a wire plugged into them, which is why I've never been that excited about about them because it's it's you still got to plug it. In. It's just like okay, I don't have to plug this in by stealth to put it down. Yeah, you still got to have the physical proximity to the device. It's got to be sitting on top of it or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's not really. I think the big issue is really the compatibility of phones at this point still. It's, I mean, what, maybe a third of the phones out on the market have wireless charging compatibility? I, I took a step back. I just got a new phone this week, and, and uh, I got a Pixel 4a 5G. Say that five times fast. Um, and it and it does not come. My old phone came with wireless charging, and this one doesn't because it's a little cheaper. I'm like, I didn't, I don't think I, I think I used wireless charging once in three years that I had the phone. So you know yeah it's it's a very disappointing very disappointing technology that hasn't done well that's something that that really that really flopped other th that's really doing poorly you know what else was doing poorly interestingly headphones not headsets headsets doing really well headphones that are portable bluetooth headphones good de declining right because people uh, people are not going out uh, iot uh, smart home also declining um, because people, I guess when they're home, they don't feel like they need a, a camera to watch. Um, so th those are the things that were declining, but amazingly digital picture frames are, uh, are seeing a renaissance. Uh, wow. and, um, and, uh, you, you not, you won't be surprised to hear that webcams are like 500%, 500% growth. Uh, PCs, uh, like DIY PCs uh, grew by something like 80% or something wow. like that. So, um, they measure that by measuring the number of empty cases sold because they can't really tell. Okay. So, uh, so it went from like 800,000 to like 1.7 million, uh, Ooh. empty cases sold in the U S so, um, in, in, interesting, interesting to see where things, where things are going is, uh, you know the the things that declined and the things that did well. I mean, anything related to PC gaming did well. Keyboards, mice, headsets. Sure. Um, so interesting. Well, obviously, one of the things that we know about CES is that it tends to uh, amplify the things that that we saw uh, uh, a growth in the previous year. And based on my pitches, I've seen. Uh, less IoT, like home IoT stuff, more commercial stuff, which makes sense. Uh, if the if the theory is um, that if you're not physically there, uh, you're more interested in it. <laughs> uh, so that I guess that makes sense. Um, I've seen a lot more uh, gaming stuff uh, in pitches this year than usual. So I guess it all makes sense. One of the things I'm kind of worried about is things like Octobo who we saw last year up at our booth. Um, mm -hmm. I was so impressed by Octobo. I got one for my kid. Um, and, you know, things like this, it really is a touchy-feely situation. Um, you, can, you can watch videos of Octobo all day long and watch him interacting with kids. Um, 
but until you until you turn the corner and see your kid hugging Octobo and and talking to Octobo, things like that, until you have a chance to actively feel Octobo, go through the experience of the chips, the journey, do what it does. Um, there's one thing to a product video, there's another thing to a tactile release. Yeah, yeah. Being able to and and I say it all the time, like I I would rather buy a used piece of gear over Craigslist than eBay because I can move the knobs. Like I, I could tell you if something's wrong with that knob probably before I ever plug it in just by feeling it, you know? Um, <laughs> sure. So like you can feel if a knob's gritty, things like that. I don't, I don't personally like buying equipment that I can't touch, feel, have some kind of tactile, tactile experience with beforehand. You know, to feel build quality, things like that. Um, so I could see how there could be a whole range of things that are normally premiered at CES that may fall into that situation, you know? And it would explain why, you know, like Avram said, there's a number of, you know, fairly high profile, long term CES exhibitors that aren't participating this year because you know sometimes their products just need to be physically seen yes. uh versus you know seeing a video which doesn't quite uh get the the same point across to those that it needs to so or or maybe they just see hey look we're not getting advantage of the foot traffic here or people coming mm -hmm. by why should we spend the money on this true uh and we'll just come out with products when we when we're ready we'll we'll tell people when we're ready like one company that told me they weren't participating and I was pretty surprised was Aki, which makes mm -hmm. a lot of um, makes a lot of chargers. Right. And I have a good relationship with them. And I've reviewed a lot of chargers and things like that. And I was I was surprised. I was like, you guys, are, I mean, unless they were mistaken, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing CES. Uh, I, I was I was kind of surprised because last year they had like a million things. So it strikes me that probably some of the somewhat smaller companies like that are like, hey, I mean, why, why should I be spending money on going to a, on pace, paying CTA or even paying one of those nighttime shows like Pepcom? Um, you know, I'll just come out with products when I'm ready and show them to people when I'm ready. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot smaller. Or we have companies that normally would have a full suite of stuff to show us and they've got one thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. They could Which also probably be saving up their their um energy for the next year they could be hiding something that might not be fully ready yet and they want to broadcast it when it's like perfect they might also not have been able to develop as much stuff in True. the past year because of all of this the situation i mean we talked to uh i i saw something with the the guy who's in charge of atari now that just came out the atari vcs mm -hmm. uh or is coming out with atari vcs and the, he said Hey, you know, I was supposed to go to China like 10 times this year to make sure that VCS was was ready and I only got to go one time. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lot of issues because we had to do it all remotely and things got shut down because of COVID-19. So, I think also the maybe the pipeline of uh, of new products is slowed down too. Well, yeah, I noticed well, I noticed uh, with with Samsung. Samsung wants to take advantage of CES. Not only are they having their press conference tomorrow morning, but also they're announcing the the S twenty one this week. And so they're really getting. They want to put themselves out there, you know, for the 
you know, for the phone mobile phone market, you know, they're going to get ahead of Apple and all the other companies. <clears throat> but I find it, uh, I find it when you mentioned um, Abram about uh, the headsets uh, markets up and headphones are down. Look at the Apple uh, headphones are five hundred dollars. And Scott and I had a, we had a story about that a few weeks ago about that. Where would anyone spend five hundred dollars for those for those headphones? And also, as an added bonus, those uh, ridiculous uh, headphone case. <laughs> um, orchard dwellers, Will. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the case. Oh, I forgot about the case. <laughs> Such a dumb-looking case. Yeah, I, I think especially whenever you're looking at, a, at events like CES, things like that, where you have... Uh, so much speculative technology, so many people looking for investors, whether they're on uh, over in Eureka Heights or what Eureka have Park. Eureka or Park. Eureka Park. Eureka Park. Um, I, I, I like it, Eureka Heights, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's one of those that it, it really is a flesh pressing event. Um, it's a shake of hands. It's a, you know. Yeah. Um, People seeing the passion in your eyes as you're describing the product uh, is is yeah, I think it, a lot of what it, it really it, is about. It it it, it matters. Oh, you know what else was up this year? I was just looking at the the numbers they had. This is a little bit of a shocker. Network cables. Oh my! It's a great year for great year for Ethernet. I, wow! Wait, I I, I may have. It. I may have personally uh, contributed to that. <laughs> I would not doubt that. As, as much infrastructure has had to go into places in order to get things going, especially yeah. schools, that stuff like that, that had to expand internal infrastructure mm -hmm. in order to make things happen for the school year. You know, I mean, like we were saying, the the decrease in products coming out. I mean, you can you can develop software all day long over a Zoom call. Um, you cannot develop a product that way, right? You can't. It's it's people sitting next to each other in a lab, product testing things, building stuff, um, having having that one on one time together, uh, hammering that stuff out. And yeah, it does stymie that. Well, no matter the situation, uh, it, we do have. A, a lot of exciting stuff that we're going to get to see this week. Um, and we're going to get to see um, most, if not all of the people who are on camera right now, because if everything goes right, hopefully Afram will be able to come on for a little while at some point during the week and join us. Um, so uh, thank you to our guests who are not normally part of F5 Live for coming on and talking about uh, CES and what we're excited about, and what we're going to miss this year. Um, and, uh, I'm going to let the three of you go. Um, if you'll stick around for after the broadcast, cause I do want to talk to you guys. Um, but I'm going to let you go for right now. Thank you guys again for being on. I think so much. And for us, Abram, um, before we go, uh, how can people follow along, uh, with your coverage? Sure. So go to the homepage of thomasardware.com. We are going to have at least a dozen uh, live interviews with major uh, tech companies, including Acer, MSI, Intel, AMD, um, all, all the all the major PC, all the most of the major PC vendors. Uh, so we will have up a schedule tomorrow, which we'll put on our homepage of all the different live streams that we're going to have, and we invite everyone to come uh, check out. 
check them out because we're going to be using uh, the same technology we're using here, uh, taking questions live on from folks who are viewing on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube. Um, so uh, we look forward we look forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, and of course, all of those broadcasts will be available after the fact, but we'll have a, a general schedule up on tomshardware.com tomorrow. Fantastic. And uh, for those who want to follow along with the Tech Podcast Network, um, you can go, the if you're watching, the link has been scrolling at the bottom for most of the show. It's at techpodcast.com slash CES 2021. Uh, there you'll be able to see all of our content. We will be live Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, we are keeping things in Vegas time because it's just the only way we can feel at least a little normal. We will be nine to five uh, Pacific time, which is noon to 8 p.m. Uh, East Coast time all three days. Um, so far, we've got uh, about 70 interviews lined up and uh, a lot more slots that we're hoping to fill tomorrow. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so uh, definitely uh, join us for that. We've got a lot of the, the TPN team uh, back together for this, even though it's virtual, we're trying to make it as normal as we possibly can. Uh, we will see how normal we can make it. <laughs> and uh, if you're if you're watching us, yes, once again, yes, we've been live. Uh, I don't know why that's been a question, but several times. Um, yes, we've been live um, and we will be uh, all week and yes, the technology is very different. We look different tonight, uh, and that's because we're using a different platform because this is what we'll be using all week. Obviously, uh, when it's just Avram and I, it's really easy to use our controlled environment. <laughs> but when we've got everybody, including our producers and everybody remotely uh, uh, signed in, it'll be way easier to be using this. So uh, we will be back to our normal look next Sunday. <laughs> or our, our updated look because, you know, some things change with, with what happened behind us uh, and a slightly altered format uh, to the opening next week. But other than that, we'll be back normal. But Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we will be live with the uh, Tech Podcast Network CES show. And uh, Friday, we will see if Kirk and I feel like we're going to die then we will skip it. But as of right now, we're hoping to do a wrap-up show on the uh, GNC Week in Review Friday night. So with that, on behalf of uh, the staff that's not here, which is uh, far fewer than usual, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you uh, starting Tuesday. Good night.